You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Welcome to our podcast, The Amateur Tarot Pod, a podcast where we, two non-mystical hosts, use the power of tarot to answer your questions. For entertainment purposes only. So come in. Take off your cover. Sit down. Relax. Oh, looks like you weren't even wearing boots. That's cool. No problem. Wipe your feet at the door. Uh, that gracious host over there is Ben. And that wonderful host over there is Brian. Would you like... Water? Tea? Hot tea? Yeah. Okay. We'll get you some. We, the water is just about to boil. We're so glad you came today. We want to welcome you to this warm environment so that we can read some tarot. And Ben, is there? there's just one way to read tarot, right? There's only one. And that way is that we shuffle up a pack of cards and then we draw three of them off the top. And in the order that we draw them, they indicate the recent past, the current action, and the future 100% money back spiritual goal guaranteed outcome for entertainment purposes only outcome. Would you like a blanket for your lap? I'll go grab one out of the closet. We also do a card of the week, and that's for everybody, including you who just came into our our little home here. And then we do an outro. That's where we take the teacup, we take the blanket, we put your cover back on, and once we do that, we send you back out into the world. A little bit refreshed. Yeah. So thank you so much for stopping by. And make yourself comfortable, because we're about to go to Queen's Corner. All right, here we are. Welcome to Queerance Corner. I have some cookies baking and some tater tots that just came out of the oven. Let me light this candle, this chocolate cocoa scented candle. Mm. I have one that's vanilla sage, Ooh. If, if you're interested in that. It's like a black and white cookie, but candles. <laughs> yeah, just depending on which side of the room you turn your face towards. Mm-hmm. All right, are you comfortable? Good. Settle in. Why don't you put your feet by the fire? And Ben, I'm going to hand you over a deck now. I don't want to startle you with any sudden movements. Okay, thank you. Uh, But here you go. This is the Saki Saki Tarot. All right. Well, the Saki Saki Tarot comes wrapped in a piece of paper. Yeah, it it did come wrapped in a piece of paper, and I just left it because the piece of paper has, like, like it's wrapping paper made from the card, like, the art of the cards. And so I just kept it. It's not necessary. I have a bag. It also comes in a band that is... Too large for it. Because it was wrapped around the paper and everything. Oh. Yeah, I just kept all of it because it was so... It says good karma. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. The whole thing is super thoughtful. Oh my gosh, we should make a quilt that says good karma. Yes, definitely. We'll work on that now. Well, the Saki Saki Tarot... I mean, this is another Picasso Tarot. Yeah? We had another one recently. And just very... It's like Dolly and Picasso got together and collaborated on a tarot deck because it's very abstract... Sounds like it's pretty high quality. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent little deck. It's, it's sort of like surrealist interpretations of the tarot, but also the people are kind of like Picasso art. A lot of these people actually don't have heads. Yeah. That's a big thing in that deck is headless people. What is that about? 
I'm not sure. I think it's explained further in like the big book that you can get with it, but you I don't, don't have, have that big book. No. All right. Well, I will give this three stars. Three stars for the Saki Saki. What's our question today? Speaking of Saki Saki, uh, would anybody like a cocktail? No? Okay. Well, while you're here, do you have a question to ask us? Oh, you do? Uh, you over there. Wanda? Hmm. Good question. In case you didn't hear it, because Wanda wasn't on the mic. Wanda says, how do we prioritize home improvements to fit in with limited resources? I have some pre-advice. Go for it. When you don't own a home, you have less housework to do. Less home improvement work to do. Yes. Yes. And if you rent, normally that's someone else's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And also, it's probably sometimes cheaper than owning a home. Yes. So sell your home. That's my pre-advice. All right. So the pre-advice for prioritizing home improvements is to get out of that racket altogether. Yes. All right. Come in here with us. It's so cozy. It's so cozy. But I have to say, not to argue with your pre-advice, because it's wonderful pre-advice, Ben. If the people that I live with didn't own their home, Mm -hmm. I would not be able to rent this space. So. So we don't know what equilibrium we're upsetting by giving that advice. Yeah. We have to assume that they already own the home. Um, You can sell a home. Sure. But at what cost, Ben? Well, I don't know. I don't own a home and I've never sold one. I once owned a home. How'd that go? Uh, Well, you don't anymore. See, sounds like you've taken my advice. I don't. Now someone other than me owns that home, but they can't sell it because it would be at a loss. Hmm. So they would actually lose money on it. So they wouldn't ever be able to do any home improvements. But isn't the whole point getting out of the home improving? I guess not. I guess Wanda's question is prioritizing home improvements. Yeah. Wanda's question seems like home improvements are painted in a positive light. Mm. So we have to. I'm just bringing my own negative energy to it. I apologize, Brian. Let me take another sip of my tea and perhaps rid myself of this negative energy. There's no reason to apologize. You gave an earnest interpretation of the question. Well, should we turn to the Saki Saki? I think we should turn to the Saki Saki. Flip. The page of rods, which rods are wands. Mm, Must be. This person does have a head. This person is also jacked. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Well, uh, do they even do leg day? No. (laughs) They 100% skip leg day, but they have a jacked torso. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And this jacked person is sort of, the background is sort of like, hall of horrors of sorts yeah i guess it kind of looks like broken mirrors yeah but there's the sun like a like a runny egg yolk sun coming through yeah and it looks like green hills in the distance Mm. so i think that just may be a representation of a cloudy sky oh okay and then they're they're holding their rod but in a in an inefficient way in an inefficient way as you hold rods so the page of rods represents an ambitious go-getter and i think that makes sense given wanda's question yeah you know wanda's an ambitious go-getter wanda has a lot of home projects on the docket and in the past it's been kind of a like a scattershot approach just but like, an excitement an exciting sc- this is yeah, like again, i want to do this 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 and you start a bunch of things and then you have a bunch of things that are mm. partially finished you have limited resources time and money and you now are stuck with all of these unfinished projects yeah and then it's, it gets less exciting because you don't know what to do. You don't know what to tackle. Things are building up. Your to-do list is getting longer. So you come to us, the Tarot Bros. 
And we're so glad you stopped by. Flip. The Queen of Cups, another court card. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the Queen of Cups here. Well, I'm not really sure what's happening. It's, it's, it's unclear if this is a person or a chair. I think that all of the queens are chairs in this. Okay. So it's like a chair with a human head. And I think she's underwater. Cups. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, sense. it makes sense. It's like, what if it, it, what if Ariel wasn't given legs, but instead was turned into a chair? Mm-hmm. Uh, on a plus note, she probably got to keep her voice. True. And then she moved into Pee Wee's Playhouse. That too, Cherry. <laughs> okay. So the Queen of Cups is emblematic. You're interrupting me. I am. She's not underwater. She is this disturbance around her. She's rising up out of the water. So oh. she is still above the water. Here. Got it. She's not drowning. No. Which is good. You're not drowning, Wanda. And the Queen of Cups is traditionally shown above the water. Mm-hmm. So this now Makes continues more sense. to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And she's typically represented as a chair. So, <laughs> so the Queen of Cups is emblematic of, of a lot of things. One, further being further along in the journey from yeah. page to queen now you're more of a, a master of the of the element yeah you're one of the two types of masters of that element and in our tarot lore the the interpretation of the queen is that this is somebody who is a master of the element but but uses it in a sort of subtle passive way yeah they don't use it to control other people they use it to benefit the people that surround them mm-hmm. and so cups emotions using emotions in sort of a subtle way to influence and aid others. Uh, Cups also relationships. So possibly uh, we're looking at what is best for all of the people in your household right now Mm -hmm. uh, as we bridge the gap into interpretation. So do you think that perhaps this is the, the queen here is like Wanda trying to use her soft power in the household to get others to aid her with the housework? Uh, yeah, I think that Wanda is probably just like nudging people in the direction of like, Hey, we've got to start finishing some of these things. We've got to start doing this. Mm -hmm. All right. And so in classic form, we've now restated the question with the first two thirds of our interpretation. Well, I don't know. I feel like we added something here with the, uh, the, the family dynamic that was not in the question. It wasn't in the question. Uh, we did discover some subtext. So there we go. All right. We are growing as readers. Before we go to the future card, Brian, do you want another uh, scone? Uh, I would love a scone. Do you want one of these caramel candies? That'd be great. Oh, great. How about any of you out there? You doing all right? You need anything? Great. Flip. The Ace of Swords. Oh, interesting. Well, this one is not... Well, I was going to say it's not that exciting because it's just a, it's just kind of a sword with a crown on it, which is what you would expect. But then in the background, there's like weird things happening. There's like weird creatures flying through the air, maybe. Are those jellyfish? Maybe. Flying carpets that have one end knotted up? Yeah. All right. Well, the Ace of Swords. Interesting. Oh, maybe they're flags and they don't have poles. No, that uh, doesn't make sense because mm. they wouldn't be blowing in both directions. Eh, the world may never know. So the Ace of Swords is all about using your mind to tackle some new challenge. Yeah, I think uh, when I look at the Ace of Swords, it's inspiration has struck, Mm -hmm. and you know how to tackle that problem. Yeah, and so 
here we've moved through three different elements. We've mm-hmm. gone from wands to cups to swords. And we we talked about with the Page of Rods starting the projects sort of haphazardly, but with excitement about these projects. Mm-hmm. But now I think is a time to reinvigorate and re-inspire yourself, but to do so not with not relying on like passion or excitement for the projects, but because mentally you know these things need to get done and you need to like start I mean, you ask how to prioritize, but I think like you have to prioritize. You need to sit down and decide like which of these projects can we finish? How do we finish them? Yeah, you have to look at the nuts and bolts of each project. And the swords are a suit of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know what's conspicuously missing? The coins. Coins, which is the suit of resources. Yeah. And so I guess with the swords, you it's assuming that you are taking into account those resources. Yeah, you're planning for that. And when you sit down and you write down all the pluses and minuses of each project that you're working on, then you will know in which order to tackle them. Yes. For an example. Okay. If you were doing it solely based on cost of things, you could do the least expensive, like the monetary cost of things. You could do the least expensive one first, then the next least expensive, then the next, then the next, then the next. And so your bigger projects are further off in the distance, but you get to finish a lot of small projects. Alternately, you could do it the other way and possibly only finish like one big project. And then you have a bunch more on your list, but you've got one big thing knocked off your list. Mm -hmm. And so how to approach it is going to be determined by what your list looks like what exactly needs to be done what are your resources right now and what are your priorities i said that word weird priorities good edit that in just splice that back into the last thing okay that's it oh that's we solved it did we or did we just restate the question again we gave some advice well looking back at the question how do we prioritize you just sit down and prioritize. I mean, do you want, is there something else that you think we should do? I don't know. I just, do we see anything else in these cards that help us say, start with the littlest thing or start with the funnest thing or start with the worst thing? Do you want, I mean, do you want to draw another card? No. Uh, let's look at this queen of cups again. Okay. Let's look at right where we are. Sure. The queen of cups has a ship in the background. Okay. And that ship indicates that the queen is uh, kind of an ambassador. Sure. Uh, The queen reaches out to other relationships, other people, and is able to use the strength, their emotional strength, to aid these other people. Mm -hmm. So is there something there? Maybe. I have a thought. Let's hear it. My thought is, what if the, the prioritization involves canvassing the other people who are going to be working on these projects and seeing Mm -hmm. what they want to work on. Okay. And then, yes, then based on that short list of projects, you can do the tactical list where you say, here are the pros and cons of each of these five projects, say, and let's put these projects that we're most passionate about in order from most realistic to get done to least realistic and do that short list. Yes. Then you can go back and say, now here are the rest of the projects we have. Which ones should we work on next? 
and then do another brain list after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's better. That's pretty solid advice, I think. I feel like that was good. Yeah. That was better than it had any right to be. I hope that helps, Wanda. Thank you, Wanda, for sending in a question. Uh, We do hope that helped. And uh, I hope your family is as comfortable as you seem right now. Yeah. Here next to our hearth. Oh, well. Now those cookies are out of the oven. Maybe while they're cooling, we should do card of the week. Let's do that. All right. Uh, The card of the week. Oh, hey, do you need a warm up on your tea? Yeah, that'd be great. Just top it off. Uh, The card of the week is a card for everybody. And looks like everybody's here. So we can just get started. started? This week, we're using the Tarot Art Nouveau. And here it is. Art Nouveau. It is what it says on the box. It is exactly what is promised on the box. It is the Tarot. In an Art Nouveau style Mm -hmm. with a lot of nudity. I love the Art Nouveau style. Yeah. I have a handful of decks that are in this style, but this is the only one that says, hey, we're doing it like this. There's a lot of like, I mean, that is the Art Nouveau style is that it's very rich Mm -hmm. and this is very rich. I'm trying to look for symbols which are there, but perhaps subdued because of the like intricate backgrounds. When I was younger, much younger, I had a Bullfinch's Mythology, and the art in that book was Art Nouveau style, and I didn't know what that was called until much later in my life. But I loved the pictures of like Jason and the Argonauts and the Minotaur and everybody from mythology, Greek mythology. And so every time I look at something Art Nouveau, it brings me back to that time. All right. Three stars. Three stars. Put five stars for your memories. Oh, that's really sweet, Ben. Thanks. It's a very uh, firm deck. Very inflexible. But the right size. That's nice of you to point out. All right. Well, here we go. The card of the week, which is for everybody. Just a little piece of advice that's going to help you get through this week. Once you walk out of that door and face the world out of this cozy attic. And... You're always welcome here. Sure. Always come back. Feel free to come back anytime. The door yeah, is always the open. The door is open. Flip. The Emperor. Excellent. And the Emperor is basically just like Zeus, maybe. It's like very Greek god looking. Yeah, it looks like a stereotypical uh, muscly Dude. white man with a white hair. hair and a beard. And he's got this yellow toga thing on and he's holding this very long scepter what's the book say the book says the emperor the tarot contains four kings but only one emperor kings rule their kingdoms and then the emperor rules his empire which encompasses these kingdoms in this version of the emperor card the symbol for this expansive rule is the maple tree with its distinctive winged seeds carried on the wind these seeds achieve a wide dispersal establishing maple groves that proliferate over vast distances through subsequent generations of growth. Creating an empire requires vision that moves beyond local achievements and day-to-day problems. The emperor is building civilizations that will last. It is a great responsibility to wield this much power. In a reading, this card represents a visionary leader who is willing to take on that responsibility. He, or she, 
does not underestimate the burdens of the position. Empire building requires a commitment to a lifetime of hard work. The emperor symbolizes steadiness, protection, wise foresight, and confidence in one's own abilities to accomplish great things. Okay. That card has a lot of well-thought-out symbolism. Yes. And this card is very appropriate for the question that Wanda asked this week about taking on these home projects. Yeah. This week is the week to be a visionary leader, to take on a project that is not going to bring you instant gratification, but is going to require time and investment, but will ultimately pay off in a big way. And also, it reminds us of maple seed pods, which are the whirlybirds that you see out and about. Yeah. And how those resemble edamame if you peel off the wings. Thank you for that, Brian. That was great. Yeah. Should I make some edamame? Is everybody kind of peckish? Yeah, a little bit. Let's do that. Well, we've reached the end of our show. Here we are. It's kind of a bittersweet time, huh? Mm-hmm. But the cookies are done. Oh, good. Uh, maybe should we should we pack them up in like little bags so that everybody can take one? Yeah, I think so. All right. On their way out. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah, it's been great having you. You're um, always welcome. And for the people that were unable to make it this week, just a, a moment of silence. You can always find us here, but if you're on the road and thinking of us, you can find us at AmateurTarot.com. It's a website where you can ask us your questions if you're facing some big obstacles. That's really thoughtful, Ben. Another thing I thought of was uh, if they wanted to call us and leave a text message. Oh, anytime. Yeah, uh, they can do that. 314-325-6047. We also are on social media. And if you're on social media, why not head to at Tarot Amateur on Twitter or at Amateur Tarot on Instagram to see pictures of what we're up to. Baking cookies, making edamame, brewing tea, posting cards of the day. Yeah. Ooh, sushi sounds good. Mm. We should have some sushi. Sure. Come by later. We're going to make sushi. By hand. (laughs) Bring your favorite fish. Yeah. And then we'll show you how to find us on Facebook. And I'll just tell you right now, uh, we're at slash amateur tarot or groups slash amateur tarot. If you wanted to be a part of a larger community, that's not just us here in, in our little home. We also, when we're not doing this podcast, do a few other things. Brian is active on Twitter at zenironman.com. Nope. At zenironman. That's it. There's no dot com. It's twitter.com. Oh, Ben, you're silly. T. Uh, and Ben is active at I'm making all this up.com where he gives recipes for uh, apple crumble and uh, talks about how you can just make your home a little homier. Uh, on your way out, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be so helpful. That's how other weary travelers like yourself find us. And finally, before we send you on your way, we just wanted to say thank you one time to Mr. Rogers. To Mr. Rogers. He really knew how to be hospitable. He taught us everything that we know. Yeah. And now, we'll send you on your way with this. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Magic is real. This is going to be weird. (laughs) Yeah, good thing we did a not weird episode. (laughs)